theyeshiva.net. You hear? It takes eight minutes for the light of the sun to reach us. It's an eight-minute journey. Remember, the light travels 186,000 miles per second. So it's eight minutes. But the light to get from the core of the sun to the to the perimeter, to the outer surface of the sun, takes 100,000 years. The electrons and the atomic nuclei make... It's not just the speed of light. Yeah. Then once it hits the surface, boom. Eight minutes later, it's here. You know, there's a telescope that they recently sent out a few months ago. Um, uh, James Webb Telescope, it's called. And uh, they brought back pictures. I mean, the telescope brought pictures from galaxies that are 4.6 billion light years away. Now think about that for a moment. The distance light travels in a second, 186,000 miles in a second. How much does light travel? In two seconds? In a minute? In eight minutes? (laughs) You get to the sun. In an hour, okay, now do a day, a week, a month, a year. (laughs) Now do a hundred years, now do 4.6 billion light years. And everybody knows, they estimate this is only a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the universe. And they're unbelievable pictures, they're like incredible pictures. I was looking at them, they're really uh, very powerful pictures. Which in, within each galaxy, there's a hundred billion stars. Ah, uh, okay. It gives us a message, you know. The telescope. Feedback. Yeah. Yeah, they measure. But the, 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 the numbers are not, we say 4.6 billion, you know, even 4.6 billion dollars is not so little, but... Light years is a whole different uh, chaotic light path from the core of the sun to lounge. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Huh? Tell you, tell you. No, the journey from Ma'ir to Ayr is much, much more uh, quantum than the journey from Ayr to the furthest distance. That, that's the vart. Oir is light. There's light. Uh, <laughs> but once it's light, it's light. The journey from the source of light to light, that's uh, in a way a much... Uh, huh? To create light, yeah. To create light. Loshon of Chassidus, there's the Atzimus, there's the Meir, then there's the Oir. The journey from the Maya to the Ayr. Once there's Ayr, it's already the Lashon of the Rambam. There's Metzius, Bilti Metzius Nemtza. And there's Metzius Nemtza. There's a non-existential state of existence. And then there's an existential state of existence. The Ayr, Hashem's Ayr is already Metzius. It's called Metzius. It's not, it's not a Metzius like the table. It's, it's divine, but it's Metzius. Once it's Metzius, it's, re- it's relatable. Maybe 4.6 billion light years. I, I don't mean that number, I'm just uh, that concept. 
But the Moya, the source, is Metziah's Bilti Metziah's Nimtza. It can't be defined as an existence. It's an expression in, in Tafresh Samachvav, that's a, a series of the Rebbe Rashab, that on Atmos, you can't say it exists. You also won't say it doesn't exist. But saying it exists is as ridiculous as saying it doesn't exist. Shlila sachiyuv or shlila sashlila. I won't say on it not, but I won't say on it yes either. <laughs> it's, it's as ridiculous. Mamela yash bayakal. Shlila sachiyuv or shlila sashlila. So what's the, the, the main nakuda? Last year was de- dealing with some very, uh, very profound uh, perspectives that are profound both in terms of thought and even more experientially. But just to summarize the main point, and I'm skipping all the the evolution of all the, the evolution of all the details which are important, but uh, I'm skipping because I mentioned it all in the previous classes. So just get get to, get to the main point. There's a marshal from the Tzamach Tzedek, the grandson of the Balatanya and the Sefer Derech Mitzvah He gives a marshal, and uh, today we can uh, apply it very well with games, board games. I don't know if they had board games, I don't think they had board games then. But he gives a metaphor, very interesting metaphor, which he says is not a true metaphor for the Tzimtzum. For the idea in Kabbalah and the Arizal that Hashem made a tzimtzum pre-creation. So he says, you would think a good metaphor would be a father who's playing a game with his children. Let's take a board game, take a Monopoly game. Take Monopoly, right? Used to involve the whole family before the phones, before everybody was on phones. They used to play Monopoly. There's still a few people who do it. Huh? Shabbos. <laughs> So there's a lot of real estate going on over there. And you're making and you're losing, right? You're losing big time. You're almost wiped off the map. You know, financial crisis. And the child is taking it seriously. You know, money is money (laughs) and real estate is real estate. And if the father in the middle of the game says, you know, you're such a baby and this is such a stupid game. There's real money. You defeated the whole purpose, right? When you lose, you have to lose, and your facial expressions are one of loss. When you're winning, you're winning. Even though it's all a monopoly game. And it's called a game. But in the child's world, in the child's world, he's connecting to you emotionally through the monopoly game. Because you're upset and you're cheering and you're cheering for him, you're cheering for yourself, whatever the experience of the game is. The Samach Tzedek says, he says, it's a horrible metaphor. It's, it's, it's a good metaphor, but he says it's not a good metaphor because it's fake. <laughs> Ultimately, in other words, five minutes later when the game is over, when you go to the kitchen because your wife needs you, right? that whole game has no reality. So he says, the mistake you could make is that Simpson created, I don't know, maybe two powerful words, like a fake god, <laughs> a monopoly game. <laughs> So now I could cry with you, I could feel you, you could feel me, we could connect. But uh, the moment I retreat to myself, the moment I don't have to play Monopoly, I don't even know that there's a game there. It's, 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 it's completely inconsequential and insignificant, inauthentic. 
<clears throat> so you have two ways of going about it. You have the philosophical perspective, you have the Kabbalistic perspective. The philosophical perspective secured God's immunity, God's transcendence, God's uh, unmovability. I think I just made up a word. Huh? Unchangeability, immovability. But you get the point. And it secured it. And any problem that comes up will deal with that problem. But don't, uh, don't mess, don't, don't tamper with something that philosophically is very sacred. You know, it's muvdal, it's aloof, it's sublime, it's, it's, don't even speculate about it, like, don't even think, don't think you can touch it. The tzimtzum <laughs> said Hashem restricted himself, right? He comes into a finite world. He created a, a zone, a space, where the infinite doesn't have to uh, take over all reality. There could be a relationship with him, and that's called in Kabbalah Atzilus. The world of Atzilus is the zone in which God, so to speak, descends into uh, a persona. They call it Adam Ha'elyon, from Yechezkel, Adam Ha'elyon, the, the higher man. But you call it Adam. Not that it's an Adam like a physical Adam, but it's the source of the physical Adam. Like I said, Bitsalmeinu Kid Museinu. There's an image, there's a mirror, there's a reflection. Once there's spheres, once Hashem is manifested in spheres, so now my emotions somehow have contact, there's relationship in both ways. Like he says, the structures of the spheres allow for the structures of the world. And every nekuda in the world, every nekuda in the world, every atom, every cell, every energy, every chemical, has a shoyrish spheres. The whole Kabbalah, that's the conversation. When you're looking at an apple, you could be looking at an apple with your eyes, you could be looking at an apple with a microscope, and you could be looking at an apple with a Kabbalistic microscope. And when you look at an apple with a Kabbalistic microscope, they're going to tell you, oh, this is spheres hamalchus. It's not a joke. It's the question is what energy is being manifested. The chemistry of an apple is a mirror of spiritual chemistry. And that spiritual chemistry is called mazalois, malachim. It's energy. And those malachim, their chemistry comes from a, a, a deeper form of chemistry. And all the way it goes up, so to speak, to the divine attribute which devolves and in each world assumes an incarnation that allows it to become more concrete, more tangible until it becomes an apple. And that's true about the whole universe. And there's not a detail in the universe. As Chazal say, Ein lecha esav milmata, it's a medrash, Ein lecha esav milmata, she'ein lo'i mazel milmayla ha'maka b'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yvo'yv
So he created a fake God. <laughs> so the Tzimtzum says, you know what? I'll play Monopoly with you guys. You'll feel better, I'll play Monopoly. <laughs> but you and I know that in the middle of the night, that when the father is uh, back, to, uh, you know, back to life, the Monopoly game is not what... I never saw anybody go to therapy. Anybody go to therapy and say, I lost Monopoly on Shabbos. If they do, then they probably... Uh, <laughs> there's some issues there. You try to win your child in the game. I lost Monopoly. My, my life is a mess because I lost... Somebody could come in and I say, I lost a million dollars. I lost my house. I lost my family, right? I lost the Monopoly game. I lost Stratego. I lost Risk. I lost Uno. You ever played Uno? You ever lose? You never lose. You don't have this problem. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I lost Uno. I always lose Uno. <laughs> so it's good. I need my. I want my son to be entertained, and there's, there's a love there, and there's a connection there. But to, to say, <laughs> that game is is, is is touches me. So you're left with this paradox, and this is the chiddush that the Baal Shem Tev, and the Balatanya, particularly in his writings and all of his teachings, brought out the Nikud of Tzimtzum Shalaykib Shutai. That the polarity, you have to transcend, you have to go out of the polarity. We're formulating existence in terms of polarities, either this or that. That's what you see in this mimer, he keeps on bringing out. One has to be able to cultivate a perspective and an experience of fusion. Of, of, of real unity, of real achdos. What does that mean? The main nekuda is that the tzimtzum is not kipshuta. What does it mean in English, tzimtzum is not kipshuta? What it means is that when you speak about the infinite withdrawing itself in order to create space for a finite universe which needs finite energy in order to validate it and make it exist on a level of gvul, on a level of finiteness, never think that that's detached from the Ein Soif. On the contrary, real Ein Soif, real infinity, can be more finite than finite, because <laughs> it's truly infinite. If it's truly infinite, it can express itself in every conceivable way, in infinity and also in finiteness. So when I'm looking at the finite the question is what I'm seeing. Am I seeing finite? But if I could cleanse my perception and, and, and trace it back to a deeper place, what am I seeing? I'm seeing infinity. It's just infinity the way it's packaged or manifested through the finite. But it's not truly just finite divorced from infinity. When you say tzimtzum is not kipshuta, it means that in the presence of the world, it's like pre-tzimtzum. The, the, the whole Ein Saif and the whole Erd of Ein Saif. The Shaila is only what eyes, what kalim, what, what vessels, what instruments I'm using to define reality. But each reality can be traced back to its truth, which is infinity. This is not a, a statement just about infinity and finite. <clears throat> It translates literally into every level of experience. I'll just tell you one. There's a lot more, but just one, one akuda. It's about engagement with the world or disengagement from the world. 
the Magad of Mazrich, there was a Yid, his name was Rabavram Kaliske. Rabavram Kaliske was a student of the Vilna Gon. He was a big Gon. He heard a word from the Mazrich Magad, and he became a Chassid. Rabavram Kaliske, he's buried in Tveria. What was the word from the Mazrich Magad? One word. Mala Ha'aretz What's Mala Ha'aretz We say it every morning before Krishna. What's Mala Ha'aretz Literally, it means the whole earth is filled with your acquisitions, from the word Kenyan. In other words, you it's like you'll say, you know, the whole Fifth Avenue belongs to him, right? All the newspapers belong to him. The whole world is, is, is was bought by God, is acquired by Hashem, because it's his. It doesn't belong. Hashem Artsam Laya. Mala, the Gansavelt is Kenyan It's your Kenyan. It's You own it, you created it, it's your acquisition. What's the energy you're hearing in this Vart? What, what's the energy? Huh? I've been garnished. Okay. Mullah, it's Kenyanach, the Sayyid of Yiddish, Hashem Artsam Laya. I didn't make this world, he made it, it's his world. The Maggot said, Mullah, it's Kenyanach. He said in Yiddish, the Ganser Welt, Yedinikudin Welt, Mullah, the Ganser Welt is full. Mitzachen durch welche ich kenn dir keiner sein. The whole world is filled with opportunities to acquire you. There's no nekuda in the world through which you can't acquire the Rebbeinu Shalelam. You're holding a raisin, you can acquire Hashem. You're having an emotion, you can acquire Hashem. But Ram Kaliske was, uh, he was a, a, a serious Jew. <laughs> What, what's the Nakuda? What is he saying? The Pashtus Olam Haza is a dark world. It's a Prusdor. Get through the corridor, you know, past the Nisyanis and get to the real world. In Simtsum Shaloi Kipshuta, it's the exact opposite. In every Nakuda, there's ain't Saif. So there's no disengagement, there's engagement. In simple words, you're not depressed about the world. You celebrate life. You celebrate. Sometimes Yiddishkeit can be associated with a little sadness, with a little depression. That's why you'll see in Teresa Bashan there's such an emphasis on Simcha and Islavos. Why? So people think it's because the Boshemtev, you know, he was he, he was for the ADHDs. It wasn't for intellectual giants. Intellectual giants could sit on a Gemara all day for 95 years. Bashar understood the masses. They need action. So how do you make action? So you make a tish, you bring sprinkle cake. But the elite, the elite of Judaism, of course, looks down at these farmers who just need entertainment, social entertainment. Um, even Chassidim think that, a lot of them. When I hear people say it or read it, I could cry. Because the Baal Shem Tev had 60 of his closest students who were the Ge'oinim of the generation. <laughs> Many of them were Avbezdins. They were, they, were, they were top, top Ge'oinim. You take a person like the Balatanya, yeah? <laughs> the Rakachava said, the Rambam, after the Tanoim and Amiroim, the Rakachava said, the Rambam, you can't learn it, and the Alter you can't learn it. <laughs> okay, the Rakachava gone was very, uh, very sharp. He says, the Rambam knew how to learn, and the Alter knew how to learn. You had the Mezitcha Magid himself was a gone realm that told us Yaakov Yosef, Reb Chaim Akain Rappaport, huh? 
Huh? was an av bezdin of huge communities. So these ga'inim who could sit, who sat and learned their whole life, <coughs> what were they attracted to? Some 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 sponge cake, herring, <laughs> a few people dancing around the table, a shalashudas, a boring shalashudas that's dark. But when you own. When you have, you could, it's exactly what the Tzimtzum did. You could see something from a Chitzonizdike perspective. From an ext- you don't see the Pneumius. I just realized the metaphor I'm giving, it brings out the point. You could look at a world, and you could see one world. You could look at the same world, and the same reality is a different reality. The question is your perception, your perspective. The idea of the Simcha was a, was a, 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 practical, emotional consequence of a Weltanschauung, of a world in which the Tzimtzum was just an opportunity. It wasn't a concealment. It was a relationship through experience, through the world, not a real concealment, an obstruction. If you talk in the emotional world, yeah, till today in the Jewish world, including in the Orthodox world, you'll have two different streams of thought. One stream of thought is that, uh, you know, emotions are messy. A much better way of living is just saying, God, everything is good, and accept it, and be a soldier, and put one, one foot ahead of another foot, and forge ahead, and don't go to certain places. It's, it's, it's complicated, it's messy, it's dysfunctional. Don't get so emotional, don't feel everything. And if you can amputate part of your heart is not besser, if you could repress it or suppress it, we'll go for that. The main thing is, Avaydas Hashem, you serve Hashem, you're a good person, you follow Shulchan Aruch, and, 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 there's certain, and it, they're called Kabbalos Al Malcha Shemayim. There's another, another approach. <laughs> and the other approach is, no, you have to process your emotions, and you have to experience them, and you have to let them flow through you, and you need to make space for them, and you need to have compassion for them. And uh, yeah, you, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of resentment, and a lot of negativity, and a lot of toxicity, and many wounds, and a lot of loneliness, and a lot of shame, and a lot of pain. I had a baba. She was a tzaddikus, but she went through a lot. I once asked her, Baba, you're happy? She looked at me like I fell off a planet 4.6 billion light years away. She said, Yosef Yitzchak, was hakta chaynek. You understand the answer? Was haxt, you know what hacking a chaynek is? Pounding on an empty kettle. Means doing something stupid. Was hakta chaynek. Zaymat sliach, umbreng mashiach, yevarechecha, um gegefin ashidach. Which in English means you need a girl. Maybe she actually, maybe actually it was a pretty wise answer. I was thinking about it. <laughs> she wanted to get to the core of it. Maybe I'm underestimating the, the the emotional brilliance of my grandmother. Probably, right? And she also said, Come es, come eat. I'll give you food. Oh. Right? And and the truth is, I, I don't know if we could use this word, but in a way, There's a deep intelligence here. There's a deep intelligence here. You know, when we become judgmental and you, every, everybody of the pre, everybody of this generation is wrong. And we know everything. It's, it's very immature, very immature. Huh? 
My grandmother was happy. She wasn't happy. <laughs> oh, she told she told the Lubavitcher Rebbe, but I guess she was she wasn't. She told him that she suffers from depression. She was a brilliant dancer. She was an unbelievable dancer. So he told her. I told her story once. She t- he told her to go to every chasana that she can and dance away. Not just relatives. Any chasana that she can, she should go and dance. And she did it for 40, 50 years. She lived in Crown Heights on Presidency. So a lot of Balichuva got married in the 70s and the 80s. And they don't have family. You know, very little family. So she would go to every chasana. She was a very good dancer, really good dancer. She would dance for hours. So first of all, the exercise was amazing. No, no, I'm serious, right? And also, the, you know, she came home, she just, you know, she, she made a matzah. But she asked the question, this is in the 50s, she asked the question, not today. <laughs> the word depression didn't even exist for many people. My point is, you know, these things are very, very complex. What we're learning here is, in Simpsom Shalei a very profound idea that the whole polarization of it doesn't begin. Essentially, both attitudes come from Tzimtzum Shalei Kipshuta. <laughs> one, one, one puts God here, <laughs> one puts God here and they run there, and one puts God here and they run there. It, it's, it's the same. <laughs> the two extremes are very close. You know, fundamentalists always understand each other. You know what I mean? Huh? The two extremes... <laughs> are close to each other because they get stuck in a certain extreme. What's the idea of You are a finite consciousness having a finite experience. And therefore it means you never have to be afraid of any experience. You never have to be intimidated by any experience because even the process of the finite experience, you are infinite consciousness. Or to put it in the words of this Maimer, even when you're in the mode of kalim, where there's direct, intimate knowledge that affects you and transforms you, you're still oir, in which everything is goli dua, and you're not being destroyed. In the same process of having the finite experience, you're still infinite consciousness. So therefore, you never have to be afraid of engagement. You never have to be afraid, practically, of your emotions. You never have to be afraid of feeling your emotions, of processing your emotions, of going into those tunnels that seem so dark, because you're never a finite, miserable, mortal, frail, weak creature. You're not. And that very moment... You're, you are infinite consciousness. If you're a chelik elikamimah, and simtsim is not kipshutai, so you can go into the place, you can go into every place fully, what he calls here, behislapshus, you could be present, not like a monopoly game, where you're detached, you don't have to shut down. Kivayachal, when Hashem becomes finite, he's stuck finite. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to make God vulnerable. Vulnerability won't destroy him. It's not the end of the breath. We're afraid that God is vulnerable. Oh my God, it's Kfir, it's Apicursus. You're killing my God. Don't worry, he's not gay. He's not dying so fast. You're not dying so fast. You understand what Ainsoifers? And it means there's a real relationship. In, 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 in simple terms, it means when you're experiencing sadness, when you're experiencing sadness, right? What is happening at that moment? 
You're experiencing sadness. One level is, oh, you know, you're a little miserable creature, divorced from the big picture, you don't see anything. So you're sad, you're lonely, you're in pain, you're feeling this pain, you're feeling this loneliness, you're feeling this, this sadness. So one view says, you know, Hashem is in heaven, why don't you go to heaven? <laughs> you're not sad, you're not sad. You know when people tell you how you're supposed to feel? Anybody ever told you how you're supposed to feel? You have to be besimcha. Okay, I'm besimcha. <laughs> Everything is perfect. <laughs> you, you, you pinch your cheeks. It's rosy, you besimcha. Hashem is there. That's where truth is. Just daven. You want to say tilim? Say tilim. In other words, you disengage someone. And then another one says, no, no, no. Tell me more. Tell me more. What do you guys say? Tell me more, yeah? Tell me more. Let's get more into the sadness. And that's like, you know, Hashem, bye, I'll be back for Mincha, but I really got to deal with my emotions now, <laughs> you know? Tzimtzum Shalai Kipshute means your experience of sadness is God's experience of sadness. Your experience of sadness is God's experience of sadness. There's a real relationship. It's not a, a, a fake relationship, a pseudo, it's a real relationship. That's the Chiddush of Atzillus and Sviris with the Tzimtzum Shalaykab Shuta. That sadness is not just the human pathetic, the human pathetic creature who's compromised. Adam Yisoyde Meyafa Vesoyfil Afar. Kavak Perdeyech HaChaloim Yov. Va'atohu Melech Kael V'chayam. V'chayam. And Tzimtzum Shalaykab Shuta means you're part of the Melech Kael V'chayam. Huh? Tzimtzum Shaloi Kipshutoi was said about the whole world, not just about Jews. <laughs> you don't say in Borough Park, in Lakewood, and in Muncie, Tzimtzum Shaloi Kipshutoi. The moment you go into Manhattan and Los Angeles, yeah? Over there, Tzimtzum Kipshutoi. The reason the Lubavitcher Rebbe sent Shluchim to every corner of the world is one reason. Because Tzimtzum Shalai Kipshutai. It's the only reason. <laughs> if Tzimtzum Kipshutai, you're right. You've got to stay in the base medrash. On the contrary, this is what allows the sadness not to become depression. This is what allows my pain not to destroy me. This is what allows my experience of, of agony not to turn me into the loneliest person in the world. Because what this means is, if symptom is not kipshutai, that it's infinite consciousness going through a very finite journey so I can, I can really be present in that journey. I can really, really feel it. And not only am I not divorced from Hashem, but this very, very experience, you can ultimately find the full truth and glory of existence in it. If I have the courage to remain focused and allow myself to experience it in its full totality, which is really Ein Saif. And therefore it's going to bring me much closer to myself, to people, to Hashem, to reality. On the contrary, it's going to allow me to bring the infinite light into the darkest places of existence. 
which is called Dira Betachtainam. I'm not trying to say something philosophical, my friends. I could, but I'm not trying. I'm trying to say something that can be hopefully applied to experience. The Pinchas Karitz the story I said in the first year. Ich weiß and er weiß nicht. He wasn't trying to say, Hashem is a computer and he knows that you have bills to pay. Shekayach. The IRS also know that I have bills to pay. They don't give a hoot. My mortgage, my bank also knows that I have bills to pay. So Hashem knows more than my bank. Okay. He knows about all my bills. Your Pinchas Karitz says, I'm here feeling you. You think he's not feeling you? I don't think you're putting it, a person goes into the tragedy and I want the conveyor to come out on the other time and say, okay, let's go drink. We all know that there is depression and there is suicide and there's overdose and there's despair where a person becomes paralyzed. Right? What is that really? It's complete, I'm completely in isolation. I'm really in isolation. I wasn't planning to use the word, but according to, uh, this is probably already Freud's definition, but it's, a, it's, it's probably a very authentic definition. The, the, the key in trauma, the, the, the devastating thing in trauma is not the experience. It's the isolation. The child who was molested, even by his father and has a mother to come to and embrace him, is in a different space. Right? Bessel van der Kalk in his book, uh, The Body Keeps the Score, has a story about two children who saw the 9-11 attacks. They were in Manhattan. They both saw the Twin Towers go up in flames. One went home and drew a picture of it. And he showed it to his family. He was fine. The other one didn't talk. Years later, he was suffering. In other words, there was nothing to contain it. There was nothing to con- there was nothing to contain my trauma. Nothing. To- I'm in a helpless state. I'm completely alone in the universe. What does that do to me? Twenty years later, I'm still alone in the universe, even though nothing is happening. There's me in the room. Nobody else besides a lion who wants to eat me and mold me. That's the nakuda. It doesn't take away the pain of life. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Till the, till the ultimate tikkun and the gula, life is filled with pain. And, and people are hurt, we know that. And the, the, the discussion here is how I process it. Ultimately, Tzimtzum Shaloi Kipshute means at the core of this encounter and experience, there's infinite light, there's infinite love. Now, that can sound very, you know, uh, love, 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 love. But that's, that's exactly not the point. Sometimes like Abshute doesn't mean the world is fake. It means the real world in its all, in its authentic manifestations, the, the gvul is bleakvul. So therefore, so therefore, I, 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 I ought to know. It behooves me to know that I'm, as I'm entering and I'm walking through the corridors of life, as I'm walking through, as I'm hiking through the trail of life, who's hiking through the trail of life? 
if I'm infinite light, if I'm I'm from a chelikale kamimal, and a, literally an ambassador, shluchay shaladam kamoisin. Look at the Torah of Ayikra. What the Rebbe says: Every neshama is shluchay shaladam kamoisin mamish. Like we always say, an ambassador of Hashem. It's 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 divinity. It's ain't soif. So it's not like there's the world of Kabbalah Malcha Shemayim. Be a soldier of Hashem. Be an Erlechid. Be a Frumayid. I don't care how you feel. <laughs> you shouldn't care. Or the other way is like, I had enough of religion, I gotta heal. Which a lot of people feel. A lot of people feel. I had enough of religion, I gotta heal. Give me time to heal. Maybe I'll come back when I'm older. <laughs> I gotta heal. Some people in this room know very well, you felt that your path of healing came at the expense of Judaism. Because Judaism, in your mind, meant the antithesis of healing. It just meant fit in, fit in, fit into the community, give your father nachas, give your zayde more nachas, give your elder zayde nachas, if not, Hitler is going to win, and uh, call me for the mitzvah tans. That's it, I don't want to hear it. just call me for the mitzvah tans. One in the morning I'll be available for the mitzvah tans. I want nachas. And and I'm it's just not this is not negative. Don't worry, Doilam Haba that you have in store is unbelievable. You know, a woman once came over to me after a class. She said, My life is miserable, but I'm happy. I said, Wow, that's beautiful. Why? She says, Because I know that the more misery, the more Elam Haba. <laughs> so I'm happy. <laughs> what? Should really be miserable. <laughs> I didn't want to tell her. <laughs> The Kiddush of Tzimtzum Shalaykim Shutay is to use the Lashon of the Smaimiris. The Ur went into the Kali. The Kali is very vulnerable. The Kali is finite, so to speak. God became finite, but God becoming finite doesn't mean that He's not God. And that means that you. You, who are an expression of the finiteness of Hashem, what are you? You ain't safe. So it means, in my sadness, there is a relationship, and a deep relationship, and an authentic relationship, with the essence itself, with Hashem Himself. It's not a fake relationship. You're saying it's God having an experience with Himself. (laughs) Me is God. I mean, you could say that, but there was a tzimtzum also. <laughs> yeah, there's a me, of course. That's the point. We, we, you're going back to philosophy. <laughs> you understand? Which I get. Which I get it. You never left philosophy, okay? Which I understand. It's like, so, so okay. So, so you're doing a game again. So you do. So you're doing a sophisticated game on us, okay? So you're telling me it's a game, but don't call it Monopoly, okay? Let's call it life. <laughs> right. Yeah. In, in many ways, our instincts are truest. You know, social evolutionary philosophers, psychologists love saying there's no free choice. They love saying there's no free choice. Right? But every pusher to person in the world knows there's free choice. <laughs> They'll bring you a billion rayas, there's no with CAT scans and brain scans and mice. And it's good questions. It's good questions about free choice. Huh? Yeah. I, <laughs> Isaac Bashev Singer says, we have to believe in freedom of choice. We got no choice. 
But in a way, you're right. We got the moment you really believe you don't have free choice. You know the game is over, right? So they say, yeah, you're a machine. Everything is fake. We know that we exist <laughs> because the symptom is real. When I'm sad, I am sad. So, so this comes back to that truth. It's real, but it's not just real. It's as real as it gets. In many ways, your emotions become much more real than any other way because they're real, not just because you're a Nebuch case <laughs> and you're a vulnerable small person. They're real because Hashem is real. So, so, it, so it gives it a validity and a legitimacy. And what we just want to let me finish the sentence, and and not a, no need to to disengage and cut it off and 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 be a be afraid of it. I can be fully present in life with everything that life brings, all the joys and all the disappointments, all the ecstasy and all the frustration, all the moments of exhilaration and and intimacy, and the moments of of separateness and anguish all the moments of delight and the moments of pain, I could be fully, fully inside, present, and yet, and yet, instead of being destroyed and and devoured and uh, disintegrated, I actually become much closer to, to everything. I become much closer to truth. Why? Because that very experience is an I who is in that experience, it's essentially ain't safe. And therefore, as, as affected as you are, you're also completely unaffected. One of the most powerful things of this moment is that Alter Rebbe takes the philosophical immunity of God, Goli Dua. nothing touches him. And he said, really? If nothing touches him, you know what that means? That means nothing touches you. Nothing touches me, really? Nothing touches me? You know what happened to me? Why am I a basket case? Why am I having anxiety for 40 years? Why am I self-conscious for 35 years? Nothing touches me. Really? Nothing touches me? So, so look what we, so what do people do? So they'll do, nothing really touches you. It's just the Yitzhara, the Yitzhara, the Yitzhara. That's always some, some Kipshutai. <laughs> like just go, detach. And the other one is, yeah, yeah, you are a basket case. You really messed up. <laughs> and and I, could, I could really wallow in that, and there's a lot of despair in that. Here, I'm fully present. Of course something touched me, and it redefined me. But who am I? <laughs> I'm ain't safe. So how did it really redefine me? It redefined me in the sense that it made me much more ain't safe. <laughs> It made me more infinite because the more the infinite expresses itself in finiteness, the more its infinity comes out. MS, you hear what I'm saying? So this very experience that destroyed you really didn't touch you in the slightest, in the negative. On the contrary, it only brought out your infinite light. So who's right? And that, don't, don't, they're, they're both very real. If I can only experience the world from from the perspective of tzimtzum, which is real. It's real. <laughs> I just got a punch in my belly. That hurts. I'm not infinite, sorry. I was bullied as a child. What about somebody who was, who was abused as a child? What about somebody who was abused for 10 years of their life as a child? To say they weren't affected is the most cruel thing, right? Say, just move on, just move You know when people say just move on? Anybody ever told that to you? 
Just move on. Shut your mouth and move on. You know, your kids' shidduchim are all going to be ruined if you talk. <laughs> and nobody's going to get into seminary. Wonderful. So to be able to be fully present, and yet, in your full presence, what is present? I just want you to, to, to hear. What is present in your full presence? Simsum shaloi kibshutai means we're not afraid of anything. Because every situation, in its deepest core, is pure dveikas with einsayf. Because that's who you are. So you know everything in an engaged way where you're completely affected by it, and at the same time, it's gali v'yadua. And both are true. And don't try to pit one against the other. Because pitting against one, 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 one the other causes people to detach from the real truth. So Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. You want to say, I feel, therefore I am. The truth is that he was trying to minimize human existence. <laughs> My whole existence is that I think I exist. And there's a truth to it, because even physics today, they'll say everything is consciousness, right? Right? As one scientist says, when you leave your house to go on vacation, your house doesn't exist anymore. I wish the bank agreed, but they don't learn physics. They only learn finances in university. If they would learn physics, they, they would know the house doesn't exist. They wouldn't send me my mortgage bills. The bank is an observer. <laughs> The bank always observes the house, so they bring it back into existence. <clears throat> so, so there's a deep truth in that, but, but the vart of tzimtzum is, don't minimize existence. Existence is authentic. The vart of tzimtzum shaloi kipshuta is, it's as authentic as Hashem Himself. So in a way, philosophy deprived people from a real emotional, ecstatic romantic relationship with God. Like, don't delude yourself, okay? <laughs> it's like, you're not getting married to an ant tomorrow. Unless bestoit meshige. You know, ants serve a purpose. We respect ants. But I'm not becoming a chavrusa with an ant tomorrow. Emes? Maybe some people, I know some people spend their lives analyzing ants. I'm one of them. But, uh, I like, I like uh, these, these little creatures. But, uh, there's, there's a certain gap in the relationship. Came the Kabbalists and said, no, 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 no. It's not. There's a lot of love and a lot of passion and a lot of emotions. <laughs> but what is that? With a fake God who made believe that he's playing Monopoly with you. Came the Balatanya and said, <laughs> so there's a relationship with Hashem Himself, and in every moment, and in every experience, and in every situation. So it's a different simcha. It's not simcha you're going to drink after it. I don't need a drink afterwards. The whole thing is one big l'chaim. Verstehst? You're waiting for me to come out of the other side of the tunnel and say, let's say l'chaim. The process itself is agresa l'chaim. You see today, it's all, it's, it's all an expression of what Hashem reveals in the world. Try talking to a group of teenagers today, any group, and tell them the right derech in Avodah Hashem is 
to shut down most of your emotions and just do what your parents say and your grandparents say and follow the Derech HaYishara and one day you'll be happy. And how do people respond to that today? Huh? No, no, but I'm saying, what do you see? What do you see? Huh? They shut down, right? They shut down. You're bringing the or shift, the light of shift now, but you can't necessarily experience it fully. But you, the fact that it's there is the comfort. Yeah, and, and there's a lot that we could experience. Obviously, it's it's before the gula, but there's a lot we can experience. It says Chayim Zacher. The Morgan Avram says Erev Shabbos, you have to taste the Machalim of Shabbos. So Teres HaBal Shem Tev was revealed in Elif HaShishi, in the, in the seventh millennium, right? The Baal Shem Tev was revealed six, year, six years before Tov Kuf, Tov Tzadik Dalet. Tov Kuf is 5,500, which is Erev Shabbos Chatzais. When, when is there a mitzvah to be Toyah? I heard this from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. When is there a mitzvah to be Toyah Machali Shabbos, before Shabbos? Erev Shabbos after Chatzais. If you go to a Shabbaton with Chassidim, the meal Friday afternoon is much more than you can have a whole Shabbos, Amalava Malka. Besides, in Satma over there, the meals of every meal will be shakal, like the Levyosin and Sheba. They know how to feed people. Right? So what's this Tayamah? Tayamah is that if every day, the Ramban writes, yeah, the Ramban says that every day of the Sheshis and is is a millennium. So 12 hours is 500 years. The second 12 hours is 500 years. So Friday, Thursday night, began the year 5,000 is Thursday night. 5,500 is Friday morning. Because 500, 500. I'm sorry, I said Chatzai, it's Friday morning. Sorry. 5,500 is Friday morning. That was the Zman of the Hizgalos of, of Teres HaChsidus. Tav Shinun, Tav Shinun is 5,750. That's 250 years further. That's Erev Shabbos Chatzai. When Lubavitcher Rebbe started to speak very strongly about Mashiach, right, which Chabad got a lot of uh, flack about, people were in Teufus the Nekuda. <laughs> it was, who's Mashiach? These Mashiach. The Nekuda was, he was saying, it's Erev Shabbos in the afternoon. Erev Shabbos in the afternoon, the house becomes very chaotic. Meloif, <laughs> mekum, mahakt. But there's already a consciousness of Shabbos. You can't escape it. You can't say, let's treat it like Tuesday. It's not Tuesday, it's Friday afternoon. There's a different energy. Kids are home, the husband is looking for the kugel, and the woman is stressed. Yeah, there, there, was a, there was a guy in the kitchen Friday afternoon, and his wife was very stressed. She had a lot of archim, so she says, what are you doing? What are you standing here in the kitchen? He says, I came to help. She says, you want to help? Leave the house. She was blunt. So he left the house. He went to the base Medrash for two hours. He went to the mikveh. He was my Vesedra. He did shirashirim. He comes back, back to the kitchen. His wife says, oh, get you back? He says, two hours of Bechgeholfen, Vifel is Ashir Helfen. You know, I helped you for two hours. How long do you want me to help you? But there's an energy in the house. So, so what the Rebbe was saying is that history develops, history evolves, you know. We, we can go back to play, uh, horse and buggies. I mean, we, we don't have to use electricity, you know. We could, we could be the Amish. <laughs> you know, we could light fires in our house at night. There's something romantic about it for three nights if you can, you know, rent a rustic cabin and do it with your wife and don't use electricity. But, it, right, we can make believe there's no computers and we could just use, you know. 
Malaha Aritz Kenyanacha. So, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's every person's avoid, and we need support. And, and the more awareness we have, and the less fear we have, the more empowered we are. What do you think? You think the internet was created by the Malachamavas? By the Sitra Really? So there's two gods in this world? I don't... A, a real... A real it's, not, it's not thought through. There's two gods. Who, who created the ability for internet in this world? And radio and television. Who? The Sitra Akhira? The fact that I can use the internet in a destructive way? Avada? Who created intimacy? Who decided how we have children? The Satan? Hashem. Can it be used in a promiscuous way? Yeah, of course. Fakert. Something that's more holy has more energy. Who created nuclear? Who created nuclear energy? <laughs> Einstein. Even the Democrats. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> Even President Biden, yeah, was created by Einstein. Believe it or not. Hashem is more capable than you think he is. He can create Democrats too. And even Republicans. <laughs> this is not... Simpsom Shaloi Kipshutai doesn't mean there's no evil in the universe. It doesn't mean there's no corruption. It doesn't mean there's no pchira. Fakert, that's what the Simpson was. That's where the Simpson was. We have to... Don't go back. Oh, so there was no symptom. That's not what we're saying. Then you're back to square one. So there's no symptom. There's no creation. So fine. So we don't exist. So my sadness does exist. You typhus. There was a symptom. It's real. But what makes it real? What makes it real is that it gives us the ability to really fuse the infinite and the finite. It's a relationship. If it's not real, there's no relationship. Like you, like you said, God married himself. Fine. You know that Rebbe's mind, Eloi Toiva Yosa Adam Levada, yeah? We learned it in Bereshis. Ha'adam is Adam Elyon. He says, Eloi Toiva Yosa Adam Levada. It's not good for Hashem. Hashem said, it's not good for me to be alone. It's not good. Eseloi Ezer, Kinegdo. That was the tzimtzum. Kinegdo, the opposition, that's the tzimtzum. But it's really a help. Why is it a help? Because it brings the Ein Saif into the finite, and there's a real relationship. That's what a real relationship means. You have to work through the tzimtzum. You see it very much in an example that the Rebbe gives of a marriage, Adam and Chava. Chava took Adam out of his loneliness, and Adam took Chava out of her loneliness. How does that happen? Are Adam and Chava one, or are they not one? Adam and Chava were one. They were created as one. Then they were separated. But they're not really separated, because they're really one. But they are separated. So what happens now? They come back together. How does that take Adam away from his loneliness? If Chava would have never been separate from Adam, he would have remained lonely with Chava. That's why you can't get married to yourself. Why can't you get married to yourself? The great Kabbalist, Jackie Mason, once said that the definition of chutzpah is you come to a therapist because you have a split personality and you want a group discount. Right? 
I could come to the civil court, to the Masada Kedushin, say, listen, I have a really split personality, you know, I'm a Gemini. So I have a split personality, okay, I want to marry myself. Much more shalom bias. Somehow you remain lonely. Why do you remain lonely? <laughs> Only Chava takes you out of your Levada. You know why? Because of her otherness. Because she's different, not because she's part of you. But because she's part of you, you can really connect. <laughs> you understand? It says that Adam tried having intimacy with, you know, the Rashi says, right? He had intimacy with every animal. You remember when you learned that in school or they skipped it? It says Rashi had relations with every animal. What is that supposed to mean? Huh? I'm sorry, Adam. But he was not happy. What does it mean? It's an unbelievable vart. Really, we have a relationship with every animal. When you look at an elephant, don't you feel something? Am I the only crazy one in this room? Huh? Don't you feel something? When you look at a deer in the morning, right? Calmly eating the grass in your garden. Don't you want to say, come, let's fabreng together? I do want to. But somehow they're not interested. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I want to have you for lunch. Right? But Adam wasn't allowed to eat animals. There was a real, real, there's a kinship. You look at a chimpanzee. You know, sometimes you go to the ocean. I was once by the ocean. I saw a bunch of uh, sea lions. They were dancing. Right? And you want to like jump in with them and say, come, let, let's, let's do this together. I wasn't invited. There's a kinship with every animal, but it's not, it's not a spouse. It's not a spouse. Why? It's still levadai. Chava is part of Adam. But on the other hand, if she wouldn't be separate from him, he would remain lonely. You see the paradox. So she's him. He's her. But she's not him. She's not her. Because she's not him and not her, in other words, simply speaking, you can get into a fight. <laughs> you can get into a fight. So in our oneness, I'm not lonely anymore. So the Alter Rebbe says beautifully, it's one of it's an unbelievable vart. We did a, a marriage uh, seminar with Moshe Zev. So he gave, uh, if I could paraphrase, he gave a session called Embracing Marital Conflict. Meaning, they teach you, don't fight with your wife, don't fight with your husband, yeah, good luck. So you say, yeah, but you're going to fight, but don't worry, it's normal. That's not the vart. That's again, simsum shalai kipshuta. The conflict needs to be embraced, because that's what allows you to become one, to go out of your loneliness. In other words, if there's no conflict, which means we're the same, I'm lonely. It's because we're not the same, because we, we could fight right now, and we could fight for 65 years, right? About your mother, or where we're going for Pesach, or, or where we're sending our kids to uh, Vizhnitz or Ashar, or whatever the other options are. Um, that we can also, that it's, it's possible that I won't be lonely. So, Dr. Rebbe says, where does this happen? It doesn't happen down there. It happens up there. Adam and Chava is a marshal. Every husband and wife are a marshal. Pre-tzimtzum, it's levadoi. So Hashem says, It's not good. <laughs> it's comfortable, but it's not good. It's comfortable, but it's not good. Go deeper and you'll see.
Go beyond all the traumas and you'll see that it's light life. I didn't decide that. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I get you. I mean, after all, Adam was separated for 130 years. <laughs> that 130 years were very productive. What did he do for those 130 years? The Gemara says that Gemach Shedim. <laughs> That's what it says. In Edevin, ah? In Zohar, ah? Kuflamet Shana. In Kabbalah, those Kuflamet Shana, oh my God, we're still busy with those Kuflamet Shana. It's beyond this sheer, but those Kuflamet Shana, yeah. <laughs> it certainly changed the trajectory of history. So the Alter Rebbe says, That's the Tzimtzum. Post symptom, there could be a real relationship. He's not Levada anymore. But how? Because there's, there's a Kenegdai. So both elements are very, very true. So we're not saying here, there's no Pchirah, there's no evil, everybody's a Tzaddik, everything is good, everything is rosy. There was a Tzimtzum. And there's free choice. What we are saying is, that in the ultimate perspective of what the world is leading to, which is what Geula means, the Rebbe used to say, Geula is the same letters like Goyla. Goyla is exile. You would think redemption should have another word in Hebrew, right? It's the same letters, Gimel, Vav, Lamed, Hey. What's the difference? You put it on Aleph. You understand? That, that's everything. Well, what is he saying? Geula is Goyla. It's the same thing. I'll put it differently. There's no Geula without Goyla. Geula is Goyla. But Goyla is exile. It needs the olive there. This is Mashiach. <laughs> what does Mashiach now mean? Mashiach now is very, very deep. What does now mean? Why not in a minute? You waited 6,000 years, you can't wait another minute. So there's a joke, right? God, t- a Jew tells God, you know, what's a thousand dollars? What's, what's a million dollars for you? Garnished a dollar, right? <clears throat> and a thousand years is a day. You're so big, so give me a million dollars. God says, wait a day. We don't like the word now. I mean, your wife likes the word now, but come home now. But psychologically, the word now is a very threatening word. We like transitions. La'at, 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 la'at. I have to work through all my <laughs> stuff. The word now is a ge'ula word. The word now means you're free. The word now equals tzimtzum shaloi kipshutai. You understand what I'm saying? We don't like the word now. We want Mashiach now. Two hours. I have to finish davening this dafyoimi. I got to go to the bank. I have to make money. I have trauma. I have a therapy session. There's yoga. There's Pilates. I still didn't have my coffee. Now means now. You don't need to, you, you don't need to <laughs> limit yourself. You're free now. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm too complicated. I'm messed up. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? The word now is a very, very deep word. It's liberation. It's emancipation. It's not pathologizing the world and yourself. 
That's not an easy thing to do. Especially post-Holocaust. So it's a contradiction to marriage. She wants you now. So the wife is already pre symptom <laughs> She wants you home now. You say, I'm coming home soon. No, now. <laughs> you don't have to finish what you're doing. You're finished now. The emesis, it says in Chsidus, it's not for the masculinity is connected with Oir more, and femininity is connected with Kalim, Malchus. Right? Men have their big dreams, and then you tell them to your wife, and what does she say? <laughs> you know when you plan your Chalamaya trip for your kids, and then you tell your wife what you're doing, and what does she say? On one hand, if you don't plan the Chalamaya trip, you're not a man. She'll be very upset. But don't think that your plan is ever going to be implemented in the family. You got a plan out. But, but nothing you plan makes sense. We all know that. Right? If we do your plan, we're going to, there's not going to be dinner. We're not going to have where to sleep. You always need Caleb. People don't like Caleb. That's why they have to have hard times in their marriages. And it's always Simpsom Shalai Kipshutai. So the Eir and the Kali are really one. You understand? So we want Mashiach now is the profoundest experience in Avodah Hashem. It's just when people hear the word Mashiach, they shut down because it's part of the, you know, guilt, pain, uh, whatever. The word Mashiach, you know. What? But the, the, let me use the word Mashiach in English. The word Mashiach in English is emotional emancipation, cosmic emancipation, where we experience the full fusion between infinite oneness permeating every fiber of our existence. So being into Mashiach is not such a cultish thing. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm saying when, you know, somebody came to the Badichva and he said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. He says, the God that you don't believe in, I also don't believe in. The Mashiach that makes you miserable, I also don't believe in. Everything needs definitions. You understand? That's what stereotyping is. Stereotyping is like with anti-Semites. You hear a Jew, you know, he's growing horns. And he owns every bank in the world, and he's taking away your house tomorrow, the protocols of the elders of Zion. That's what propaganda is. You'll ask Joseph Goebbels and Stalin about propaganda, right? That was their goinus, propaganda. Everything is propaganda. What's propaganda? Propaganda is the ultimate, ultimate lie, the ultimate concealment. The process of tikkun is undoing the propaganda, <laughs> Propaganda creates a message and you live in that propaganda. So every Jew is, uh, you know, a, a moneylender, is a Shylock in the Merchant of Venice. So all these things, the same is true with God. What is God? You know, when you, when you have a certain perception of God, it's very difficult. And then the Batichiva says, tell me what he looks like and I promise you he doesn't exist. You're almost right for not believing in that God. A teenager came to me the other day. He tells me I'm an atheist. You know, Medepeus. He had all the levushim. He, was, he didn't look like an atheist, put it that way. He says, I'm an atheist. 
you know, he watched six YouTube videos of Dawkins and Harris and, and Hitchens, and he became an atheist. Good, sweet kid. So I told him, do me a favor, take a paper, I gave him a pen and paper, write down the features of this God that you don't believe in. Just write about what type of, you know, what type of guy is he? So he wrote, he wrote down some horrible things. I'm like, you know what? Thank God you're an atheist. <laughs> Thank God you're an atheist. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I said, Thank Hashem that you're an atheist. He said, Hashem doesn't exist. <laughs> I said, yeah, this Hashem Taka doesn't exist. Thank the real Hashem that this God doesn't exist. We should be very thankful. So it's, it's always, it's always definitions. Okay. So I'm traveling next week. I'm, I'm going for a Shabbaton to California and then Teretz Yisrael for the Kesher Nafshi convention for parents struggling with their children. So next week, ah, uh, Tveria. It's a convention. Huh? Everybody's welcome. Huh? No, so no, I'm traveling already. So next week there's no shiurim. Huh? We're all traveling. So next week there's no shiurim. I'm coming back in a week from Monday from Eretz So the next shir will be Tuesday, a week, a week from Tuesday. Say there's also the next two Shabbosim. I'm not here. Everybody have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. And uh, Hashem should give us all the energy to be able to integrate the Ain't Saif within uh, the framework of our existence. Yeah, very good. Energy you have, you have to believe that you have the energy. I think children understand it the best. Oh, you mean in the pain? They go through pain, which they don't have a choice. You said everybody has a choice. So, right. So, so the deepest thing we can do for a child who's in pain is, they call it the four S's. Seeing, a child needs to be seeing. A child, seeing. Lirot, liratata, seeing. And a child needs to be soothed, soothed. Lechabek, arum nemen, yimini And we want to create for a child a sense of safety and a sense of security. So if the child feels, if a child is experiencing something, but they feel, that there's somebody holding them and making space for their emotions and they're being understood. I can really understand them and feel them and experience them and create a space where they can be safe and they feel that they're seeing. And if they're hurting, I can just soothe them. I can just say, I'm here with you. That's essentially the modeling of Tzim Tzim Shalekim Shutei. Ah? Just to tell a kid, get over it. Uh, it, it causes him to delegitimize his emotions. That means what I'm feeling is not true. My mommy thinks it's a stupid thing. My father thinks it's a stupid thing. So it teaches me not to trust my emotions. So now when I grow up, and I'm having, let's say, you're going with somebody, and your emotions are telling you this is not good. Oh, don't trust your emotions. 
That's that's uh, that's that could be a mess, right? Yeah. Or sometimes let's say a child comes home from school, you know, Chaim hit me, right? So you're like Chaim. Chaim is such a sweet kid. There was nothing. What did you just do? The mother meant well. She was trying to say Chaim is not. He's not bully. He's just. Uh, but what did she do to the kid? Your experience is not authentic. You basically lied to me about Chaim, because Chaim. In other words, you're imagining things. It's your problem. So what did you? What you? And if this happens again and again and again and again over five years, ten years, what does a child feel? There's no room for my emotions. There's no room for my experience. So as he grows up, this can have very serious consequences. It means that in life, in life, the most the people I trust, which is my mother and my father, didn't create room for this. So, so that means they're bad. My emotions are bad. My perspectives are, are stupid. So now, I'm not even going to share my emotions anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be a stupid person. So I'll just find out what is everybody else feeling, and I'll just repeat it like a parrot. I become a people's pleaser. You, you remember you told us the story of huh? Benarenu Biskeneno, ah? Now this doesn't mean I worship. You worship a child's emotions. A child says, "Chaim hit me. Call the police and arrest him." I'm not calling the police. I'm not going to go running to them now or to the principal, whatever you want to call it. What, what first. First thing is that the child needs to feel that their emotions matter. <laughs> their being matters. They're validated. I see them. I understand them. I'm here for you. It's hard because if you don't do this for yourself, you're not going to do this for your children. So you have to do it for If you don't do it for yourself, you won't do it for your children. In other words, if what I do to myself is shut up, why, why? <laughs> you're going to tell your kid, close your mouth. You understand? Do homework and be quiet. Because you know that's what you that's what I do here. If I do it here, I'm gonna do it here. It's the same thing. This is all part of this nakuda. Do we have to be afraid of experience? If you want to go to the deepest level, this is all the nakuda of Tsimtsum Shalaikapshut. Not that you need the whole idea of Tsimtsum to understand the idea that you don't delegitimize a kid's emotions. It's pretty simple, but but the real Nakuda is, life is about your experience. You, you don't cut off your heart and say, I'm just going to be a, a malach. That's not real. And it's against the whole Indian. It's against the Bria. To put it this way, if you become a malach, God is going to be very lonely. <laughs> if you're a person, he won't be lonely. You understand? There'll be a real relationship. Yeah, now the challenge is when the child was alone and helpless... Didn't have this, and, and, and therefore he shuts down or disassociates. So, so, so now there's a lot of pain here, and there may be some even wounds that affected you know how my brain functions. Uh, a lack of trust, a lack of connectivity, a lack of ability to relate. You know, there's a lot of disassociation. Huh? Yeah, the parts of the brain are frozen sometimes. Parts of the brain go go offline. It's like. <laughs> Like you cut the wire. There's a wire there, but it's not attached. Literally, people have that. We could reconnect, but it's an avoider. But literally, like you cut a wire, the wire is here. But it's, it's, it's not going to work. So I, I cut off the wire of my brain because that wire had too much pain. Too much pain was coming through that wire. Too much electricity. I was, I was exploding. So you cut the wire like the electrician. 
Three-year-olds are very smart. They're good electricians. They go into the brain. They cut the wire. No electricity coming through. I'm a chaya. I'm safe. But the wire is not working. Now when I'm older, that wire is not here. So how do I reconnect it? So this is where this is where Tzim Tzim Shalai comes in. Huh? The disassociation is the ultimate concealment. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate finite experience in its worst manifestation. Right? I'm 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 not just finite. I'm detached. The wire was cut. Yaakov Chevel Nachalosa. Al Tzedeker writes, Yaakov is Chevel. There's always a rope. And he says, a chevel, a rope, it could stretch a thousand miles. And if you touch the bottom of the rope, it has a ripple effect. The top of the rope moves. Because it's all one, one flow. Yeah, Yaakov, chevel, what's karis? V'nichrisa nefesh. You cut the rope. <laughs> you cut the rope. The difference is when you cut the rope, you cut the rope. Here, the rope is never really cut. <laughs> because Simpson is not kipshuta. <laughs> so the cup, the, the, the rope is cut in my experience. Like we learned the Maimah Shamalis Mamakim before Rosh Hashanah, there could be Karis in Yaakov, not in Yisrael. You remember? Yaakov is Akev. It's the Yud that comes in the Akev. It's the rope coming down, it's cut. But the Yisrael, the Rosh, which is always present, because this is not a physical rope. The whole rope is you. <laughs> it's always connected. You can't go and snip the top of the rope. It's always connected. Never from Shemai, because it's Yisrael. From Oretz. My consciousness is, is, is offline. I'm disassociated. Disassociated from my mother, from my father, from my siblings, from my family, from my spouse, from Hashem, from me. I'm, I'm cut off from me. The, the wire is cut off. I, it's not coming to me. So now, if Tzimtzum is like if you can go back and that experience becomes redeemed. What does it mean it becomes redeemed? At that moment, you were ein seif. You were infinity experiencing it. I didn't know this because <laughs> I'm in the post-Simpson world. And then I can, yeah, and then I can re-embrace everything. And suddenly it's infinite consciousness. So the infinite light was fully present there. How is that more powerful than, than the uh, that is what Kol Dovid Mechal Tavavid means. So I'm saying without the knowledge of Simpson, you get the you have just that. How are you? Yeah. How are you get having a better day every day? When you say Gamzul Latayvo, Kol Madav Rachman that's essentially what it's saying. I'm saying what? So how is this, this improved the experience? Because Gamzul Latayvo doesn't mean that the Gamzul Latayvo requires that I should disassociate. Sometimes a person could think, Why would you forget to put, allow you to disassociate? You're saying Gamzul, I'm connected to you, I love you. Whatever you do is right. Because emotionally, it could be painful. If someone's, if you're talking, if you're saying it like a robot, you're saying like a robot, you can say, sometimes a person feels, you're right. So what's, what robotics, not robot, what has to see this Experientially, it becomes sometimes too painful. So a person feels that the gamzula taiva means that you don't trust your emotions. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.